heaven come to earth. Amen? And you realize if you're here today and you're born again, you're a citizen of heaven. So the same thing that's going to be in heaven is already in us. And we all can say today, oh man, I wish you had a little bit more peace in this world. A little bit more love. I think the Beatles had a song about love back in the 60s. So many things we thought, oh, I wish we had. But folks, all that we wish we had is living in us. Amen. Think of that. He's called us to love one another. Love our enemies. Wow. Everything. Now, one of these days, we'll be transferred from here into the third heavens, which is where God draws at. But we make a difference in life, and God makes a difference in our life. And we have learned over the, the years that it's no longer about our life when we're born again, but it's about the lives of those around us. Amen? Because hopefully, we can say that most of us, we don't live anymore, that Christ lives in us. Now, we still have the same desires for ice cream and cake and that kind of stuff, you know. We learned after a while, though, as a Christian, moderation is a key word to things. We learned that. We might not apply it, but we, we've learned that. But then, as we, and we'll finish up the series today, we've been talking about how God provides for it. One of the ways He provides for us. And uh, I know when I was a youngster, I think I shared this before years ago, we went to a, a, a church and Mom and Dad raised me in a church, but he, the preacher or the priest must have been talking about God will give you the desires of your heart. How many people know that? He'll give you. And part of it is he'll put his desires into your heart and take away the ones that don't line up. And then the ones who line up. Anyway, I heard that sermon. I'm about nine or ten years old. And I'm on my swing set after church on, on Sunday. And I'm swinging back and forth. And I wanted a riding lawnmower. I did. I mean, I wanted one. My grandpa had one out on the farm, and and so I'm swinging. I shut my eyes. I want to ride lawnmower. I open my eyes up, and nothing there. I kept back and forth, back and forth, you know. And I realized, well, something's going wrong here because it's not showing up, you know. Well, I didn't have very much knowledge of the scriptures, did I? Amen. Amen. Now he can provide for me riding lawnmower. You know, I started making hay, earning money, that kind of stuff. I got enough money in order to get a riding lawnmower. I bought a motorcycle. <laughs> okay? That was my desire right then, you know. But it's, it's what I'm getting at is to hear the script, scriptures and understand the scripture, and we grow in them, you know. Sometimes you might hear stuff in the scriptures, like God says, do this, and I'll do this, and you don't quite understand it, and so you shy away from it, right? And uh, But then as you read the scriptures, and you're going to step out in faith, you see that God's word never never fails on us. Or we hear testimonies of other people. You know, other people who testify, hey, I was going through this, I read this scripture, and I stood on that scripture, and I'm telling you what, what took place, you know. You know, the word says honor God all we do and say, right? Amen. Now testify before we were building a house, finally God made a way we get our house built and get started on it, and a guy came out in the property and he just took God's name in vain and cussed everybody out and stuff. I was waiting 17 years for that house. I fired the guy. Politely fired him. I said, send me a bill. But you're not going to come on the property and take my Lord's name in vain. And, boom, and what happened the next day? We got a better deal. We saved 2% on the house. Oh, man. It's just awesome. Just honor God. And so we learned to do that. And so when I testified to that, then when you got something going down the tube that you thought, man, it's going to be mine, I got, finally, Lord, finally, I got this. And it doesn't go through. Trust in God. Because He sees the next day and the next day and the next day. Amen? And then as we hear the Word of God, we learn to grow more and more in His Word. And then in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you already got this written down for the last three weeks. But this is so much, so important for us. When it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him. Amen? Submit to Him. Not just listen to Him, but submit to Him. And it will make your path straight. So, His ways and our ways are not the same. 
But as we follow the Lord and hear His Word, He starts changing us inside that our ways start becoming His ways because we follow His ways. Amen? Who's got a $5 bill I have this morning? Anybody got five bucks? $5 bill? Five ones? Anybody? Come on, guys. It's the middle of the month. We can't all be broke yet, can we? Huh? That has to be a five. It got to be a five. Everybody, you got a one dollar bill, and it has to be a five. You got a five? All good. Thanks, Carol. Valentine's Day dinner coming up. <laughs> all right, well, let's get back to the Word of God this morning. And I give you a ten back. Because you know I'm crazy at times, right? And you know, over the years you've seen me do stuff, and you know if you give me something, I'm going to give you something back, right? So you kind of learn to trust. And when you give me that five, all you guys are going for it, you know. Uh, you know what he's going to do. I'm going to get something back in return. Because over the years, you've learned my ways. <laughs> some are good, some are bad. Well, same way for the Lord. If we follow Him and learn to trust in Him, realize that His ways is great, and you'll have confidence in that, that what He says to do it. Amen? Happy shoppers. That's good. Amen. So that's why he wants to learn that. Uh, so I'm going to hopefully conclude with the part of, uh, of this series about as we give, he gives back to us and stuff. That we have it all planted in our head. It's an awesome thing to step out on faith like that. Now, I don't know how many folks here are gathered this morning here are on Medicare. And if you're not on Medicare, you might not understand all this, but maybe to a degree. But Medicare is a, is our insurance that we get from when we retire. And uh, I know uh, what a blessing it is for us, I'll tell you. We had one time in our life that we were, we were paying $1,600 a month for insurance for a year or so, so yes. So I retired a few years ago. My main pension is through uh, uh, law enforcement retirement. But I worked a lot of jobs in my lifetime. I got a Social Security retirement. And uh, because I had another pension, they took most of my Social Security because they call it double dipping, even though uh, we won't go down that road, okay? Uh, so anyway, and, and so I draw my Social Security, and with the penalty and stuff, I draw $230 a month Social Security, okay? But the, out of that comes my Medicare, okay? It covers all my Medicare, and I get $53 a month, amen. And I'm thankful. I really am. I got insurance, you know? And then my, my wife draws my half of my Social Security, and she gets a hundred and I don't know, hundred and thirty or something like that, that a month, and uh, which doesn't cover her part of Medicare. I think Medicare, yeah, you're always in the hole. Uh, I I don't know. Medicare is one hundred and eighty dollars a month, maybe. One hundred sixty-four. Okay, okay. So so every month we are short sixty dollars for her insurance. Okay, again, we're blessed. We live in America. We got insurance. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But last December. I get a bill for $776 for her insurance due October the 20th of this year. Wow, what a Christmas present. You know what I'm saying? But look what it's told me. October the 20th, 2024, I need to send in to the government $772 to cover the cost of Medicare insurance. Wow. Now, I can rejoice. Man, I got a warning for that. That's what? I don't know. $60 a month? $65 a month. Yeah, put it away. Yeah, yeah. So I can say, oh, okay, I know it's coming. My government ain't going to lie to me when it comes to money. <laughs> Who's going to come for it, okay? Or I can say, oh, I understand. Uh, I can throw it away. I don't know what they're talking about. And next thing I know, I take care of the doctor, and they give me a $600 hospital or doctor bill. Well, I got insurance. No, you don't. You didn't pay your premiums. Yeah. Amen. Wow. So, okay, well, you got a keeper. I can't afford her, okay? <laughs> but the thing of it is, we have, we've been retired a couple of years. I think it is now, Carol. I don't remember. I'm so curious. But we know the benefits we receive from our, our insurance. I have no problem paying my premium. I mean, I, have, I need the money for it, but I, but I understand what, it, what it, benefits I get. Now, wouldn't it be sad, for us at least, October the 10th of this year, 
I opened up Uncle Sam's letter and says, you got 10 days to pay $772. Or, boom, you're done for. Wow, DoorDash? <laughs> okay. Man, you got to scramble. But he gave me a lot of notice on this. I hope you're following me on this now. And next year, if the Lord would tarry, and I get another bill for the following year, yes, no problem. I'm prepared for it. I'm ready for it. We can put money aside all year long. And when that bill comes, pay for it. My wife does that. Anybody else has got envelope people in your life? She has an envelope for everything. I mean, boom, boom, boom. I don't know how she does it. She'll go shopping and never touch the envelopes. You know? I mean, if I got it, I'm going to spend it. Is that right, Chuck? We'll go down to the Royal King. I'm telling you what. If it's in my wallet, I'm telling you what. Oh, oh, oh look at that. Was that money that, that, that you had to pay a duck bill? Oh, don't worry about it. God shall provide. <laughs> Amen. Then the lights go out. He did provide, but you didn't use it wisely. Amen. And so, he, God's Word prepares us for the future. We got to learn to trust in Him. And, and uh, a couple of areas I want to share here this morning. I've got to find out why I did my paper. If I left it at home, it would be a short message today. I need a podium about 12 feet wider if I can. Mm. About 12 feet wider, yes. Well, we're going to talk about this for a moment about Joseph. Anybody remember who Joseph is? I'm going to put this all in a nutshell. I'm not going to read everything in First Kings. So. But Joseph was a awesome man of God. At one time in his life, he got sold out by his brothers, and uh, and he was in captivity. And even while he was in jail, though, uh, with Pharaoh and stuff, he was able to bless his family, bring him out of dark. Uh, uh, he forgave them for selling him out to the. Uh, to his enemies and stuff. Think of that. And even when he had the opportunity to step on his brothers and squish them because they sold him out years earlier, man, he took his authority he had and the love he had for his brothers and, and saved them from, from, uh, from death. Well, Joseph was in prison. Uh, Pharaoh had a, uh, had a dream. And this dream was about seven fat calves and seven skinny calves. Anybody familiar with that? Some of it. I'll just make a nutshell then. And Pharaoh couldn't figure out what the dream was all about. Because anybody out there can figure this out. And he went to his tea leaf readers and this kind of stuff. And finally, they told him, hey, there's a guy named Joseph. You know, he's pretty good at this stuff. Uh, so he went and talked to Joseph. And Joseph says, he says, uh, Pharaoh says, hey, listen, I heard that you can interpret dreams. And no, I can't. He said, I can't, but my God can. So they told him, I got these seven fat cows and seven skinny cows. Uh, what does it mean? So well, I'm going to consult the Lord and I'll let you know. And he came back and told him, he says, uh, okay, this is it. For seven years, there's going to be plenty of stuff. Man, the, the crop's going to grow fantastic. You, you have abundant of stuff. And then seven years after that, there's going to be a lean time. Very lean. So what we need to do is, if seven years are plenty, Prepare for the seven years of famine. And wow, okay, and they did that. I mean, God poured in, poured in, poured in, poured into them. And they kept building it up, building it up. And then boom, the drought came, the famine came. And the people was able to survive, his brother, all of them, because of what God had told Joseph through his dream. Gave advance warning of things that was going to take place. Now, two things could have happened with Joseph, maybe. One, when he knew what God was saying, not say a word to nobody. So I'm not going to tell that to Pharaoh. I've been in prison. I'm falsely been accused. His heart could grow cold, you know. I'm going to keep it all back for myself. He had a lot of thoughts going through his mind. But when you realize, and he realized, hey, he's here to serve God. Amen. We're here to serve the Lord and bring glory to His name and help other people see Him as truly as He is. And We just sang a song there a second ago about His glory and having come on earth. And so He yielded His own, probably feeling He may have had for a moment, put Him aside and told the truth about what the warning was from God. 
because of that warning, they're able to survive. This whole family is able to survive. The brothers, man, pop, all of them. Amazing thing. But by listening and preparing for God. See, when we follow God and His Word, then we know that He has the best interest for us. Amen? I mean, it's, it's hard at times when you get in the area of life that you're very protective of. And a lot of times that might be your finances. Amen? Very protective of that. Nobody is? I am. <laughs> Don't ask me for no money. <laughs> hey, Pastor, you have 20 bucks? Let me pray with you. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> and so, again, this is as, as it goes through, God provides all our needs to the rich and glory in Christ Jesus. And Brother Paul told us that. But you go up a couple ch- uh, chapters before that, or paragraphs, is that as they gave selfishly to the ministry of the Lord, he provided for them, you know. So again, I encourage you, as you give to other ministries and stuff, pour into them. Then you're doing it for the Lord. And He will provide our needs. Because everyone has one need for sure, and that is to know Jesus Christ is saving the Lord. Amen? I mean, if we got a whole world out there, this, this right, they are looking for something. Looking for something. And, and right now, probably the, 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 the biggest God that's being looked at in the United States, to a degree, is the government. You know? I mean, everybody's looking toward the government as a God to feed him, provide for him, house him, and all of this. And so we get to the point where we start compromising our lifestyle uh, in order to please the government. We don't want to say certain words. Oh, no, no. I'll get locked out of Twitter or Twitter and all that stuff. You got to watch what you say. Or we're going to lose this benefit, you know? And so the world is looking towards government as their God. And God is our God. Yahweh is His name. Okay? So out of God's love and mercy, what He's going to do is going to cause the government to be deflated to the point because He loves folks so much that they'll look elsewhere for the needs to be met. Amen? Think of that. Now that might seem kind of scary, but Pastor, I got this. I got... Okay. Now I'm not speaking against if you're here today and you're getting government assistance. I'm not, we're, not, we're not talking about that. Amen? I mean, God can move upon anybody uh, to support His people. Even Susan gave me five bucks today. That is a miracle. You know what I'm saying? So so don't don't leave here and get beat up. Oh, man. No, it's that God, we recognize God is a provider and He can move through other people's hands to provide for us. Amen? I mean, I've never, I don't ever remember a time where I I needed 20 bucks for gas that I sat down and, and did my did my uh, lawnmower thing again, and wake up and had twenty dollar bill laying in front of me. No, God moved it upon somebody else to give it to me. Amen. Not saying God cannot cause a twenty dollar bill to show up, but He works for us. You know, when the Scripture says that Jesus is in heaven interceding for us daily. Okay, and the question always was, who does Jesus pray to? He's God. He intercedes for us. Through us. When He lays somebody on your mind to pray for, or when He says, hey, do this, whatever it is, he, he, He's interceding for that situation through us, through our hands and our feet. Isn't that awesome? That God can trust us that way. Now, how many of us today, no, I don't mean how many of us today, but think about this. I'm having more money. I'm, wait, I got $5, don't I? Okay. <laughs> I just dawned on me. Okay, okay. Now, if I said... Let's see. Mm-hmm. Marty, you need five bucks today? Come on down. There goes your dinner. Oh, wait. <laughs> now, I'll give Marty five dollars. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I said, now, what well, I want you to do, though, I want you to go back there and give it to Ned. The guy in the back there, the farmer. You know, farmers need all the money, so yeah. That is showing trust in Marty. Understand, Marty could take that $5. He knew exactly what I wanted to do with it. He could have put it in his pocket and sat down. I guess I forgot to tell you that part, huh, Marty? Okay? But Marty did exactly what I wanted him to do with that. And so I can trust him again. So now we give him the $5 back. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Now, now, if I did have more money, I would, you know, probably give you a ten or something. Oh wait, I know where. No, <laughs> but the point we're getting at here is trusting us. You know that that we trust God with His word. Then when He gives us, trust Him what He wants to do with it. Then when He gives us, and we do what He has purpose for us to do with it. And sometimes it's going to the movies. Amen. There's nothing wrong with movies. But when he, he earmarks it for something, can I trust you with this? And you do what He says to do with it. Oh, man. We allow His blessings to fall down upon us. Amen? You know, you can't buy God's love. I'm going to say He loves it unconditionally, okay? But His blessings are conditional just because He has everything set up for us. And it's like if I told you, you know, you need to, I won't sing the song, but I always want to I walk this way. It's going through my head. Because I know along the path you're going to walk, you're going to come across everything that you need. might not seem like, why am I walking this way? You know, I'm not the way I'm walking my back. But, but trust God that along the way, as you follow Him, our needs are going to be met as we put our faith and trust in Him. Wow. And, and, and I tell you, it can be difficult at times when you really have this need. Man, man if, I just had, if I had $20 today... Uh, for gas or where it might be, you look down, you find a $20 bill. I've done that before. And you pick it up. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I got $20. But over here, here's Gail going, oh man, I lost that $20. I lost it here somewhere. And you're watching her look for it and you think, well, if she just knew Jesus, <laughs> she'd find a $20 bill and walk away, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but but your heart would be well. Here, here, I'm going to give it to you, folks. You you want to know how rejoicing the Lord is in something like that? Man, you're going to cause Him, or not cause, allow Him, whatever, pour a blessing on you. You're going to thank you, Jesus. Amazing, yes. So learning again to trust in what He says to do. You know, in, in the scriptures in, in First Kings uh, 17. Again, these all all these are about. 45 minute verses I'm going to condense here. But uh, Elijah, how many people familiar with Elijah? Awesome, awesome prophet of God. Amen. I tell you, uh, God called upon him to speak at Ahab. And uh, what's that? 1 Kings 17. I wasn't you. I heard voices in my head. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this story is in 1 Kings 17, and, and a little bit is going to be in 18 and probably 19, but we're just going to condense it here to share what, what went on. But uh, God told uh, Elijah to prophesy to Ahab that there'd be no rain or dew or anything that's going to come upon the earth. Because, hey, listen, he's got to get people's attention. So, so uh, Elijah prophesied that. And then when he did that, he commanded him to take off and get going. And he said, go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook and turf, which is east of the Jordan. That's verse 3. It shall be that you will drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you. <laughs> okay, I want you to get this. Hey, rain's going to shut up for three and a half years, or three years. And that really makes farmers happy, don't it? Oh, man, what a good prophecy. Hey, thank you, brother. No. So, that's okay now. They're going to be storming around here a little bit. And the more that dries up, the more that they're losing. And the money's going down the tubes. They ain't going to like you too good. So, don't worry about it. I'm going to take you over here. You're going to go eastwood. You're going to go by the brook. You're going to drink out of the brook. And I will cause the ravens to come provide for you. In verse 5, it says, So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and lived by the brook, which is east of Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he would drink from the brook. Wow! Now, how many of us would do that? It, I mean, don't raise your hand or nothing. But this is a man, Elijah, he knew who God is. He knew Yahweh. We've been walking with him for a while, you know. He said, God, my life is yours. Do what you want to with it. All right, well, I'm going to go over here to the farmers and you're going to tell them this. Okay, God. But don't worry about it. Because once you deliver my message, do as I say, I'm going to let you drink out of the brook and a raven is going to spit meat up out of the gut and feed you. Okay, God. 
Gosh, I mean, all my needs. The rich of glory in Christ Jesus. But you see what he did? He had obedience from God. And you didn't see him compromise. Like, okay. Okay, yeah. Ravens are right. But Lord, how about DoorDash? Okay. Uh, once, once a week, maybe. You know. Ponderosa. Date myself there. He, he went. Trusting God. Well, then the brook was drying up. The water was dissipating. He said, okay, uh, I want you to leave. But I'm telling you what, in this town, you find this in uh, Kings 18, 17, 18, 19. I want you to go to this town, and in there, you're going to find a widow lady and her son. Go to her, and she'll provide for you. So, you show up. I don't have a widow lady. I'll use Carol. <laughs> Come here, can I borrow you? Just for a second. Now, you think about our son Ryan is like 35 years younger now, okay? He's a little guy. I show up and say, hey, woman, uh, I'm here. I need something to eat. And she said, oh, I have no food. I got just enough flour left. I'm going to make a little cake. I'm going to cook it. And I'm going to share it with my son. And we're going to die. Because the drought hit every place. Wow. I mean, look, here she is, ah, preparing the last meal for her son. And I'm here, hey, listen, uh, uh, make me a little cake, will you? I'll know that. But, hey, listen, I'm a man of God. God sent me here. Before you make a little cake, make me a little one too. Share with me, will you? Will you do And uh, I'll make sure that God will provide anything that you need. Now, her attitude might be, oh, yes, oh, thank you, or, well, what I got to lose. <laughs> okay. But you notice she's doing it. Something inside of her is like, okay, okay, I've heard of Yahweh, that or God, you know. And so she, she makes that little cake, gives it to me first. Mm. Doesn't feed Brian first. No. Gives it to the man of God. Does what God said to do with it. Gave. She ate, and next thing you know, she has never ran out of flour or oil to cook it in. She had to have a, her pots, bats, pots, vessels filled up. I mean, she go on giving, giving, giving for the entire time of the prophet. Think of that. Now, I know to her it would have been like, oh man, maybe she had to think about it for a second. Then maybe, like, wait, what what I got to lose? I'm going to eat one little cake with my son. I'm going to die of starvation. Now this man of God is telling me what God has said. What I'm supposed to do. Let's see. Trust God or eat this and perish. Trust God, eat this and perish. Trust God. And, and this is included in your Holy Bible to encourage you to what? Trust God. Because it can be scary. When we look at the Word of God, and what we've been looking at here lately, and we talked about earlier about Malachi, about tithing, a tenth of your increase goes to the Lord. Amen? And you well, Lord, I, sorry, I, Pastor, I can't do that. Or you can. you got to learn to trust God. I had to learn to trust God. Amen? Amen. Praise God on that. Because it's not about us anymore. Because God touches other lives through us. Remember the popcorn thing? We had our... We had Chuck and Ned. Hey, by the way, Chuck and Ned is starting a popcorn factory. And so later on, they'll be selling some popcorn to us and stuff. But we saw how a one little giving of three kernels of corn, plus so many hundreds and hundreds more people, by being obedient to the Word of God. And we're the same way. How long will survive this was coming? Be obedient to God. And so the widow lady survived. Her son survived. Oh, man. And I think even later on, the son died. Elijah brought her back to life. Remember that? Yes. Amazing. She wasn't even expecting that. But just may be, be obedient to God. Well, thank you. I might call you later on. I got a story. But never mind. But that's what, that's what He shows us, you know, that uh, to learn to trust in Him. And in these days that we're in, how do we please God? By our faith. Stepping out in faith. And we learn also, God likes a joyful giver. Amen?
And now, now you might be sitting here today, maybe you haven't committed your life to Jesus, you're not, not following yet. That's cool. I'm glad you're here hearing the Word of God. And relationship with God has nothing to do with money. Understand? Salvation is a free gift. We get it by repenting from our sins, inviting Christ into our life. We follow Him. Amen? That's what it is. You can, like I said before, you cannot give me enough money to get to heaven. I can't pray in heaven. I can gladly pray with you to receive heaven. But then all this is added on to those who follow Him. Okay, guys. Woo, I bought and paid for you. Now listen, I need a little help here. Okay? Until I come back or you come meet me, there's others out there just like you. They don't know them yet. All the nice people, the kind people, they got big hearts. All oh, they can really cook a lot. And they might even give money to people and stuff like that. But they need to know the truth. The truth about the Gospel and salvation. So listen, everything I have... You told me it all belongs to me. Well, listen, here. You keep it, just give me a tenth back and watch what I'm going to do with it. I'll pour a blessing to you you cannot contain. I'll open the storeways of heaven. I'll rebuke that devourer for you. That's God's heart. Amen? Amen? Amen. But man, listen. If you guys are going to rob me, whoo, you'll be cursed with the curse. Now, awesome, he tells it up front. And what had happened is his people had turned on him. In Malachi's last, last book in the uh, Old Testament, people had turned, they put other, everything ahead of him. You know, I mean, I don't show hands, but have you ever back in the day not pay your rent and went out to eat dinner? And person, hey, are you robbing me? The landlord's at the door, you know, shh, quiet, don't say nothing. Okay? Well, that's what he did. He brought the attention of his people. And man, they turned back to him and look what happened. Again, it doesn't change his love for us, but allows his blessing to be upon us. Amen? But be, do it joyfully. You know, oh man, i got to give money now. I get to give money. Again, again, for those who are born again, if you're not born again yet, you say, Mom, all they're talking about money. No, God does. God talks about it a few times. I'm just talking about what God says. Amen? Amen. All right. Get it, get it. We'll have a spatial collection a little bit. <clears throat> He tells us in several places here. Um, I'm going to read this last one out of Matthew. I'm going to start chapter 24, and we're going to be. I'm going to share out of the the Passion translation. So your word that you have might sound a little bit different, but I just love the way the Passion translation breaks this down. I love simple things. <laughs> I figure my wife would say, "Amen." She does too. I know. Oh, I know. I'm blessed having you, hon. My land sakes. But in verse 3 of Matthew 24, again, these are His encouraging words to us. Just like it was for uh, Joseph and the fat cows and skinny cows and, and Medicare sending me up bill in advance. And listen, this is coming. Prepare for it. So now, later, when they arrived at the Mount of Olives, his disciples came privately to where he was sitting and said, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what supernatural sign should be expected to signal your coming and the completion of this age? Otherwise, Jesus, when you're coming back. What's the signs of, of, of the completion of this age? And what age is he talking about? The church age. He's not talking about the end of the world. Amen? See, when Christ comes back, it's not the end of the world. Okay? Well, that moment when the battle of Armageddon takes place, and we step into a thousand years of almost like peace on earth. I explained that some other time. But when He comes back, those of us who are born again will be in heaven. We come back with Him. Watch Him speak the Word. And the enemies of God is defeated. So what is the sign that He's doing this? And folks, seven years prior to these, Him coming back through our studying and teaching, the church is removed. Okay? If I said, now listen, we'll go outside. We'll go outside soon we have a person sitting on the front row with a white sweater, a brown sweater, a, a, a brownie shirt sweater, a tan sweater, a black sweater, and a white long sleeve shirt. Soon we have that in the front row. Man, we're going to leave. Okay? And all of a sudden, well, yeah, you've been saying that for a long time. And next thing you know, Fernando. Hey, buddy. I need to borrow you one more time. No, you're okay. 
Just stand right here a second. Right there. So we got the white shirt, we got the brown shirt, we got the brownish shirt, we got the tan shirt, we got the black shirt. Now we got the white shirt. I, I call it white. You might have a fancier name for it. Right? So is everything lined up now that we can go outside? Is it? Amen? Amen. So now what are you waiting for? You're waiting for me to say, hey, come! Right? Oh my lands, yes, yes. Have a seat. Now we're back there. Man, is everything almost complete. We just had a white shirt. Just had a white shirt. Man, we get out of here. We'll get out early. We'll get the Bob Evans. Oh, come on, white shirt. White. See? Amen? But as many of the white shirt shows up, then all you're waiting to hear that sound. Let's go. And we're out of here. Well, folks, that's where we're at on the, on the scale of God for His coming, coming back. But seven years prior to that, Revelation 4.1, 4.2, when He tells John, come up here, I'll show you the thing that must take place. The church, the followers of Jesus, is removed. And this is a sign. And Jesus said, now, at that time of my coming, deception will run rampant. Hmm. So beware that you are not fooled. For many will appear on the scene claiming my authority or saying about themselves, I'm God's anointed. And they will lead many people astray. Many people will be led astray. One, per, one reason why is they don't, they're not in the Word of God. Amen? I mean, the Word of God is, a, is the authority. And if you're around anyone who's sharing something that's against this word, preaching something that's not in here, they're deceived and get get out. Amen? Get it all bring it to their attention. Have you ever been deceived before? Yes. Amen. Maybe someone have told you? Maybe if you have told me about that car lot, Jeff, I was buying that car at that they they're not trustworthy. I could save me some money. We all can be deceived. The word of God here will help you not to be deceived. And as we know the Word of God, we can share with others and say, well, listen, this is what the Scripture says, and you're saying this. You know, the churches out there, one of their, their gatherings, who says that Jesus and Satan were the spirit brothers. We know that's wrong, right? Amen. But, but the raised in that church, you wouldn't know the difference because that's what you've been taught. Okay? And so the Word of God, man, it's a true thing. He said, a lot of people are going to be leading me in the astray. You will hear of wars nearby and revolutions on every side with more rumors of wars to come. Don't panic or give to, into your fears for the breaking apart of the world system is destined to happen. Breaking down the world system. But it won't yet be the end. It will still be unfolding. Give me a heads up. Amen? Because we are headed towards one world government, one world religion, and one world currency. You know? We're headed that way right now. Now, nations will go to war against each other and kingdom against kingdom. Kingdom of darkness against kingdom of light. And there will be terrible earthquakes, seismic events of epic proportions, horrible epidemics and famines in place after place. Do we see it taking place now like never before? Large scale? Okay. Now, again, this is a sign of him getting, preparing to come back. Thank you. Coming back for his followers. Coming back for us to encourage one to hang in there. Don't walk away. Man, sell out to the Lord. Hey, don't forget about fellowship. Amen. Because we know what's coming. And now this is how the first contractions and birth pains of the new age will begin. And we're right there. You can expect to be persecuted for following Jesus, even killed. For you will be hated by all nations because of your love for me. And folks, we see that taking place too. People are starting to hate more. Even America. They're starting to hate us for loving Jesus. They're starting to hate us for sharing the truth. Out of love. Amen? So rejoice when they hate you. Because they're hearing the truth. And that's what we're called to do is share the truth. Then many will stop following me and fall away. And they will betray one another and hate one another. So we get to the point, people, hey, listen, I ain't going to be hated like that. I mean, they're going to kick me out Tuesday night car club <laughs> or Friday night bowling tournament because I love Jesus. No, 
Oh, in fact, I'm going to quit, quit telling people about Jesus. I'm going to quit living for Him. Huh? I'm going to be a closet Christian. The last time I looked, there's nobody in the closet to preach to, you know? But many will do that. Many won't, nothing to do. Oh, no, no. And folks, it's been going on for quite some time now. People have fallen away. Uh, people want to go where they get their ears tickled. Don't, it's like going to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Doctor, don't tell me what's wrong with me. Tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> oh, you're looking good, sir. <laughs> Amen. But God loves us that He shares the truth to us, okay? And many lying prophets will arise, deceiving multitudes and leading them away from the path of truth. And we can see that on a very large scale. Uh, there will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that these whose hearts once burn with passion for God and others will grow cold. Wow. I mean, be overtaken by sin. In fact, I'm telling you what, I've shared many times, you got Satan and you got the Lord here. Draw close to the Lord, and He'll draw closer to you. Resist the devil. Separate. Because I'm telling you, if I'm sitting on a bench right now, i got God here and the devil right here. And I, yeah, God, man, I love you, God. And I take a step closer to Satan, I'm going to fall back in that pit. And, that, and we got to recognize that. Compromise cannot be in our, our vocabulary. You know, we can't, oh, I know I shouldn't. Don't. Because you represent the living God. You represent, you represent the living hope upon this earth. Amen? And so, when people see us, they should see a, a peculiar person. I figure I get an amen on that one. Just be curious because we love Jesus and we love one another. And we love our enemies. And these are signs, these towns of, of, of Him coming back. But keep your hope to the end and you will experience life and deliverance. Yet through it all, this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with the demonstration of the reality of God. And after this, the end of this age will arrive. After this, it's going to come. And looking back here just recently, I don't know if you guys track too much, but the earthquakes and stuff, famines have really been increasing a lot. And the statistic I came up with, looking at last week, there's 22.95% of the United States and Puerto Rico and 27.38% of the lower 48 states are in a drought situation right now. Thinking of drought, meaning the water's drying up. Uh, the fight over water now out west because some of the water from Nevada is taken into California, back and forth, and the farmers want their water. And uh, it's taken by earthquakes. I mean, had China had a 5.7 and California 3.2, 4.9, 5. 5.8, uh, Arkansas 4.0, 4.5, Malibu, California 4.6, Hawaii 5.7. It goes on and on and on. Droughts in the areas of of Africa. Uh, the houses are being burnt, destroying nature preserves, all this stuff. Everything he said, these are the things that will be taking place. These will be the signs of my return. Not that God causes these things, but lawlessness. God's been kicked out of every place. And if God's not involved with it, that, that protection is taken down. It's like your household. If God is not involved in your household, if you don't honor Him in your household, man, you have that door wide open. For the devil will come in and start destroying. The awesome thing is, you, you recognize what you've done and you shut that door, right? But I'm telling you what, you ever try to, you ever open a door up on a windy day? Right? And then you ever try to close that door? What's well, easier, leave the door shut or trying to close it again? Leave it shut. And we got to learn that. we got we to remember, man, don't open that door up. Otherwise, don't tweak your eyeball that little sin. Or don't compromise. Because the devil will find every way he can to try to get and destroy what God wants to do in your life. And one of the big ways he does it, being Valentine's Day, you say, oh, I just felt my heart it was the right thing to do. And the Bible tells you your heart is deceitful. Don't go by your heart. Go by the Word of God. Then if your heart lines up the Word of God, rejoice. He's the one or she's the one. Amen. Amen. Alaska had a record snowfall. 
Worst storm in decades hit Norway. 100 mile per hour winds, bridges, collapse, roads, airlines are shut down. All this, that's just a, some of the minor stuff in this past week. So again, he's showing us times are coming. In fact, we're in the middle of them. We're close to, I won't say the middle, but birth pains are going from one sentiment, where are we at? Seven? I know, but we're at seven now. <laughs> okay. However, you, however you women do that, okay? But that's how close we are. Now, so we're going to go through some stuff. Amen? He's already gave us a warning. Right now, we're at the edge of the seven fat cows. So that way, we got stuff. So again, to encourage you, number one, follow the Word of God. He says, as you give, if you give back to you, press down over. We did that with the flower a couple of weeks ago. We've done, done it with the corn. Uh, we've done it as, as you give to the uh, give to the poor, God repays us. Amen? All that. His Word. And I've got several scriptures that uh, pertains to this. If you want them later on, let me know. I'll give them to you. But following the Word of God is the number one thing to do. Now, he says in one place in the worship now, lend and expect nothing in return. Hmm. Now, it seems kind of strange. He's telling me to lend money, but don't expect somebody to pay me back? Is that what he's saying? I used to think that's what it was. Man, I don't lend nobody money. But what he's saying is lend, but don't expect any favors. Otherwise, you know, Chuck comes in and he needs to borrow. 20 bucks, and then a wife comes in and she needs to borrow 20 bucks. Well, not much my wife can do for me. But Chuck, he's got, he's got all them cattle out there. I'll lend, the, I'll lend to him, and I'll bet you he'll give me some extra meat on top of paying me back. Isn't that smart? See what I'm saying? He's not saying don't lend, lend and expect somebody to pay you back. He said don't expect favoritism in return. If I lend money to Chuck instead of my wife, uh, because man, I know, I know, I know the uh, the rewards I can get, huh? Advantage. Advantage I can get, you know. Or it might be if you're in a car lot, if I lend you twenty dollars a day, I'll go down there and get a better deal on the on the on the car. She needs twenty bucks for gas, and I'll let this person walk with. <laughs> they can't do nothing for me. Our heart has to be the right way. Amen? And I know at times that's kind of difficult. Like, ah! Oh. But we have to overcome that, right? Uh, the Bible says a rich man and a poor man both come into the church at the same time. Both of them should be greeted the same. Amen? That's just your favoritism, you know? Because anyone come through that door needs Jesus. Yes, and we're not supposed to. We're all the same. If you're blessed more than I am, you're blessed to be a blessing. Okay, you might have more finances than I have, but I might have something else that you don't have. You know, it's all, all one body, watching out for one another. But the whole thing is to trust in God. When the Scripture says to do this, trust in Him. How can I? How can I give away? I hardly enough for myself. How can you give away? Trust in God. We all learned that what we have in our, our pocket, our seeds, obeying God. Again, my, my, my blessing I have is bring forth the Scriptures. And I'm so excited about sharing these here the last several weeks because a lot of people don't understand. They don't understand that. And now they do. Wow. And when you take the Word of God and you exercise it, man, you're going to see a, a great increase in your life. A peace. And it's not about the money thing because... What happens is, the more you're blessed, the more God will use you to bless others. Then bless others. And next thing you know, around the world, this gospel is being preached. Uh, we have brothers and sisters now who hardly have anything around the world right now. They might be fighting over a rat today to eat uh, in order to present the gospel. But man, how many times have we all given to the voice of the martyrs and the Jewish voice and Pastor Peter? What a difference that is to give and trust in God. Trust in God. So if you've got any questions about anything in the last several weeks we've trying to share with you, you let me know. And if you think, and if you think, well, I'm not going to do this, hey, that's between you and God. Amen? Between you and God. My, my job is, uh, is just to share what the Scripture says. Same way when we bring out what sin is, and you say, well, I know what it says, but I'm going to stay in sin. That's up to you. I mean, if you want to go to hell, that's up to you. I can't change that. 
I get to share God's love and what He has done for sin and give us the strength and authority to overcome that sin. Amen? Amen. Anybody got questions? Anything I don't, anything I haven't made clear or you thought of anything I should have said or nothing? Or was you awake while I was preaching? Uh, okay. <laughs> we just can't outgive God. That's the number one thing. We can't. And that's how it will provide for us. And with the, the day that we're in now, we see it coming. Uh, I always encourage you for several years, make sure you put an extra can of beans away. Two beans. It'll be tough times. You know, we're in the seven, if we can say it this way, the seven fat cows. And we could be at the end of the seven fat cows. Years, okay? But, you know, we have food back here we give away that the Lord provides green beans and corn. I know you might not like green beans and corn, but, you know, when you have nothing to eat, it's going to be a blessing to us. And, uh, uh, and then when the church is removed, seven years of tribulation takes place in this world like we've never seen before. And so those of us who are following the Master and we're taken out of here, boom, and you have food at your house uh, that was put back, your loved ones who's going to come and try to find you, or at least take the stuff you left behind, they're going to find food. Letters, hopefully you have letters. We call a rapture letter explaining where the churches went. And then that, uh, and these things, it's not that if they're going to happen, it's when they're going to happen. The signs that He gave us, we all can agree, they're taking place right now. Amen? And so just be prepared the best we can because, you know, I don't understand it, but four years ago, everybody was fighting over toilet paper. I mean, what was that? I mean, what? I mean, toilet paper. I mean, you can go outside and find all the toilet paper you need. But they, that was like blowed up. Some people sell them for five bucks a roll. I mean, that's amazing, okay? So you know right up front, something happens, toilet paper will be the number one thing. But the people are looking for answers, put it that way, amen? And so we have the answer, it's called Jesus, and through our faith in Him, He'll bring us through anything. But uh, just be a, prepare what's coming, have food back, that way you can eat and still be out there preaching the gospel, you're not out there trying to fight over food and stuff like that. So, Amen. So may the good Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may He turn His face toward you and give you peace. And may you walk in the authority that Christ handed down to us to the cross that He hung on. And may you have wisdom. May you have strength, healing. And may His blessing rest upon you and your household and upon your children's 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 children. May each one of us step out greater in faith this week to bring God to glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God is great.